Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 22 of the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my amazing co-host as always, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Say what's up to the people. What's up, what's up? Stay gooping, you know how we do. All right, we always stay gooping as always. And then we got my guy Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. Oh, what it is, y'all. It's another day. Another time to talk about some damn games. Let's right. get it. Right. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, though. Hold up. We got we to talk about something a little special now. Talk about something a little special before we get into it all. You know? All, all those five cents a day moments. Those five cents a day, they added up. You know, we got a little mm-hmm. special announcement for y'all out here. So, you know, Chris, I'm going to let you take it away. You know, let letting people know what's going on. Well, the public. Uh, I just wanted to be known that the five cents a day, it did not give me enough. So I did have to put the fishnets on to get the rest of the money. But scratched it up. I was on the street corners for at least three weeks straight. Did my thing. You know what I'm saying? And I got enough bread, and then I retired. Swear to God. Sorry, I'll do that shit. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, I had enough money to go buy an Xbox. Wow! Oh, we got to get that one, too. We gotta get that one. <laughs> <laughs> but not just any Xbox, ladies and gentlemen. He got himself an Xbox Series X. About time. About time. I did uh, no, it's it's taking a little bit to download all my stuff back onto it, but I've arrived. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, just to, as fitting as it is to have our what what we're playing this week segment, you know, you start us off. You tell us how you, how your experience with the Xbox has been so far. Uh, all right, y'all. So I'm not gonna lie, disappointed, not necessarily because of the Xbox, but just because of the fact that I'm like. Dying to play some of these other games and they're taking forever to download. Um, <laughs> so because of that, like I can't even act like I played a lot yet. Um, but did get to play some Destiny. You know, I could I played COD, but that played the same way almost as it does in the One X. So I didn't really count. But Destiny, whoa, nah, I gotta get used to it, bruh. I you gotta understand, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. The public, let me under- explain something to you. Is it weird that I'm saying the public? That's like few, that's like other third person, isn't it? That's kind of cool. All right. Anyways, <laughs> the public. I came from a peon level, and I done stepped up to to some new shit. This is new waters for you boys. This is like eating chitlins for your whole life. And one day they say no, no chitlins, and they just push a T-bone. Under your face, cooked to perfection. That's what I'm feeling like right now, y'all. Feeling like I done made it. Feeling finally like, you know, I guess I'm the last person in the squad to get it. Fine. Uh, but I done made it. 
That's all that matters, man. And, uh, here. Mm-hmm. and uh, Destiny's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but I ain't gonna lie, I gotta kind of get used to it though, because it's a little fast now. Like it's weird. The game was fast before Stasis, and then Stasis came out, and it felt like it slowed the game down. And then now they nerfed Stasis, and I'm at 60 FPS out of nowhere. So like, yeah, I'm just kind of like, and I gotta like kind of learn how to do things. As I was telling Denzel, uh, <laughs> I popped my super in the crucible the other day and crashed into a wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, oh. I'm moving a little fast you know what I'm saying <laughs> but uh yeah no I'm happy to finally not be an offie anymore and uh finally be a part of the crew we're waiting for the other homie Adam you're gonna be here soon bro. yeah by the time this releases I think you'll have his, his Xbox I think we'll be there yeah yeah man, be so. complete nice. the rod squad oh my god Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, trying to make the Rod Squad a thing for the past week. I've been trying to shut it down. It's not working. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, want to be part of the Rod Squad? Let us know in the comments. All right. All right. Let them know in your uh, in your pen pal emails, Chris. Yeah, pen pen pal, Chris. (laughs) May twenty (laughs) fifth. X X. That pen pal, if you want to be part of the Rod Squad, all right? Keep that yeah. over there. Keep that over there. <laughs> now y'all trying to turn it into something else. I was trying to... Nah. Oh, God. All right. Oh, well, to no, let's... <laughs> well, Chris, you know, we're happy you got your new Xbox. Looking forward to talking to you a little bit more about, you know, some of the other exclusive games on the Series X, like uh, Medium yes, and so yes. on and so forth, so... Glad Chris is finally here, guys. But, you know, Manny, you've obviously already had your Xbox Series X and your PS5. What have you been playing this week? Um, I've been playing, you know, Chris's favorite game that he loves to talk about, Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing a little bit of that. Also, uh, recently just bought Crash Bandicoot since it was on sale for, I think, $38. So I bought that. I've been playing a little bit of that on the PS5. Um, and Warzone, of course, played some of that yesterday with the boys, of course. I know y'all guys were so close to getting that dub yeah, that one match, but you know, heartbreaking mm, loss, mm, pain, pain, and complete pain. A little bit of 2K, actually, you know, like you know, oh, on the side. I know it's been a while since I played 2K, and I'm still disappointed because it's dog water, but like, you know, <laughs> oh man, well. All right. Well, you know, Chris Chris got 2K. Well, he got a Series X now, so, you know, he can play 2K with us. It's in Game oh, Pass. Yeah. It's in Game I, Pass. It's at 50%. It's at 50%. I, I thought that was current gen. That was, that was, uh, oh, no. no, 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 no. Either oh, version. no, no, no. In Game hey, Pass. Hey, hey. So, yeah. got a new member of the squad. Yeah. You know, a reason to, to bust back out 2K. So, you know, that might be That's something we'll be talking about next week. Stay tuned. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. else, Manny? Or no, nah, that's pretty much right. been it. Word. Um. So, inspired by the uh, Square Enix showcase, I'm playing a couple Square Enix games recently. Um. Actually, you know, as I mentioned last week, I've been playing Avengers. You know, I've been playing more of it. Um. You know, of course, there's the obligatory Destiny 2 because you know that's it's not a normal week if I'm not playing Destiny. So 
You already know that's what's going on. Expect to hear that every week. But Avengers, having a lot of fun with that. I've actually just, just at the very end, I'm at the final boss fight. I literally paused it for us to be able to record this. So, like, oh. right when we're done with this, I'm... I'm probably going to beat the game completely. And I, I have to say, I really like the story of the game so far. Um, I do have to still go and play the the expansions, like the Kate Bishop missions and then the Hawkeye missions. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with what they've done with the story. The game still needs some tuning, for sure. It's not a perfect game, not even necessarily a good game. But the story is good, and I've, I would say it's still pretty fun. Um, and it got me. Square Enix got me, even though I was complaining about it before. I went ahead and bought the uh, the trilogy for the Tomb Raider collection. I know, I know, Manny, Manny's so disappointed. You know, it's weird. <laughs> they released it at fifty dollars and then discounted it the next day to twenty dollars. So oh, wow, yeah. So I was like, well, fuck it. I I already owned <laughs> Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I believe, but I was like, well, for twenty bucks, I'll just own Rise and um, and you know the original one. And mm. the main reason I started playing it again was to play with my wife because I believe that, that those are games that she'll definitely enjoy. I've already played the first two. I haven't finished the third one. Um, but, you know, it's so weird because it's been so long since I played the first one. So I'm playing it again with my wife and I'm like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Like the whole <laughs> opening sequence. I was like, I remember this being completely different. So, you know, it's a good opportunity to dive back in and have a little bit of fun with that. It's still a great story. So I'm looking forward to playing even more of it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been it this week. You know, two Square Enix games, and of course, you know, Destiny as always. So, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. Uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> so, speaking of uh, speaking of story games and whatnot, Chris, you know, we're gonna dive into everybody's favorite segment. So, you know, oh. go ahead and take it away, boy. Boy, oh, hey. stretching. <clears throat> I'm, I'm reaching for that hammer from Thor. Pause. Oh. You know, it just kind of comes and it just lands in your hand like this, and then you just grab it, pause, and then you just. We're going to have a lot of pauses this week. That might have been my best one. Yeah, that one felt good, y'all. I'm sorry. I ain't going to hold you. Woo, that was nice. Um, All right. Sorry. Birdman here. Need those. those. Very much need those. Um, for this week's icebreaker, y'all. Fairly simple question, nothing too complicated. What's uh, the best story in any game you've ever played? Don't even got to have the best mechanics and all that stuff, per se. Might not even have the nicest graphics, per se. What? Story was riveting. Tugged at your heartstrings. And had you coming back for more. Gentlemen. What is that game? Huh. Hmm. Chris, I'll let you start, bro. It's your question. So you hit us off with the first one, you know? Ah, uh, all right. Y'all want, my, y'all want my answer? All right. So for me, my favorite story in any game to date, it's funny, when I was little, I don't know why it was Game of Hearts, um, but <laughs> being able to look back and really be able to put things together, honestly, gotta go with Mass Effect, man. I have to. At least the first three. It's weird, man. I look at Andromeda almost like how people who watch Dragon Ball Z look at GT. Like, they just... Nobody gives GT any respect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, nobody does. (laughs) It's not canon. Like, nobody cares about it besides, like, the Shenron stuff. But, like, 
it's kind of in the same boat, you know, because, like, I really respect the first three games. Andromeda was beautiful. Graphically, I thought it looked really good, but... You know? So I I can't really count it. But first three games, story-wise, I loved it. I loved the fact that you could start the first game and all your stuff from the first game would literally carry over through part two, and then that stuff would carry over into part three. Not enough video games do that shit nowadays. I don't know why, because it's a really cool feature. Um, Yeah, I, I really don't know why, especially when you have time jumps, you know? And I think that's what made it really work for me in the second game was because, again, this man Shepard, he was done off. He was done, you know? And they found a way to revive him, and time passed, and your consequences from the first game, again, carried over. I really like stuff like that. And I, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face, Mass Effect is one of the very few games out there. Well, I'm not even going to say few anymore because now we're in a different age, right, where we got all this uh, adaptation stuff going on. So mm-hmm. even before all of this was happening, I was still always, yo, Mass Effect is one of the few games that could really be a movie or a TV show if they really wanted to. So, like, yeah, I really love everything they did with that. I love a lot of the lore. Um the pacing, just everything about it was really cool. And there's something about the whole Reaper storyline that I really, really liked. That seemed much bigger than the video game itself, and it seems like there's still so much more they can do with that. Because if you know about Mass Effect, there's not a lot of... They explain a lot about the Reapers, but there's still a lot of mystery about them, too. So, yeah, nah, Mass Effect does it for me, man. That's my job right there. Definitely. Okay. Nice, nice. Mass Effect, definitely a good pick. All right, Manny? It's hard. It's like, you know, a lot of good games with good stories, in my opinion. Uh, It's like, you know, name a few that that were my favorites that but are not my pick are, you know, the new God of War uh, for the PS4. And uh, actually, you know, one of my favorites, too, is uh, The Walking Dead, uh, the first one for the Telltale games. That one, like, that story hit different, especially in the end when you had to... um, Bro, that that hit. Oh, I was, you know, some games made me cry, and that you know, it, that made me cry. Like you know, what I say like <laughs> that. Like, like, yo, because like, she said like that, that. You know, what I'm saying like I don't. It's hard for me to get emotional for games, but the game story is so good like that. It's just like, you know, what I'm saying that that hit like the soul right there when like this man Lee was like. I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> it. But, Yo, it was like Simba. Remember when Simba and he, he found out the dad died? It, it hit me like that a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go Yeah, like, you know, like, I remember when a game <laughs> came out and, like, it won Game of the Year, and I was like, this? The game won Game of the Year? And then, like, when it came to, like, one of those free games for gold, and, like, I played it finally, I was like, Yo, why have it took so long to play this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that yeah, yeah. Even even Chris's it's reaction cool. right there tells you everything you need to know, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. Talking about talking on heartstrings, <coughs> yeah, I rip your heart into pieces. Definitely. Yeah, so that would that'll be yeah. my pick, definitely. Okay. And if you haven't played it, you know what I'm saying? Pick it up. I'm I'm sure it's probably like cheap, or you can find it cheap somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure yeah, it's cheap sure. as well. Sure. Rest in peace, Telltale. I don't even know what's Thanks. going on with that anymore. Like, they resurrected the studio and then they took it down. But yeah, they they <laughs> definitely knew how to take, tell a good story in a really unique way. So 
Definitely a good pick. For me, uh, huh, it's a tough one. Because I was actually leaning towards The Last of Us a little bit. Like the original one, I really enjoyed the story on that one. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with, um, with Bioshock. I know I've talked about it many times. I knew that was COVID. Yeah. I knew it. Bioshock uh, 1 and Infinite. Again, I've said this many times. Skip 2, please. Just skip it. <laughs> trash. Just skip it. But Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite, absolutely amazing stories. And they do such a... So isolate the first one, right? The very first Bioshock. They do such a good job of immersing you into the world of Atlas and introducing you to these characters and trying to explain to you who the villain is and who the villain is in and so on and so forth. And then the ending comes and like... I'm not going to spoil it, but they're in my opinion, the best twist in video game history between the first game and the second game. They both had really crazy twists, and in some ways they kind of related to each other, so it's even more impressive that they were able to hit you with that twist again in Infinite. Um, But yeah, yeah. Bioshock, easily best stories. I can't really say too much more than that because I would be giving away a lot of information, but you guys haven't Mm -hmm. had a chance to play it. Please, please, please go do so. I'm pretty sure they they released a Bioshock collection, um, which should have one and infinite. Hopefully, it doesn't have two. Please don't have. Two. I think it's just one and two. <laughs> really? Oh my god! Just wipe two off the face of this earth. I'd be cool with it. You know, man. Yeah, bro. Because in comparison, when you think about how good it looks, like when you think about how good the story is set up and everything like between the very first one and then infinite. And then you have that weird wedge in between it. That's that is Bioshock two. Like I, I'm being a little extra harsh. I know I am. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> but it's just like when you have these two masterpieces of a game, like I would give those games tens, right? Mm-hmm. And Bioshock two, maybe I give it a seven. It's like, uh, like you can't be wedged in between mm. two perfect game well, near perfect games. And then sit there and have this like trash come out. I don't know. They were just trying to milk the world. And either way, Bioshock yeah. One, Bioshock yeah. Infinite, fantastic games, fantastic stories, really interesting game mechanics as well. I've said it many times, and I'll continue to say it again. Make sure y'all go play that game. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Actually, speaking of speaking of the game. I'm a Chris. Chris made mention about Mass Effect being turned into a movie. I could definitely see them making Bioshock into a movie. So, like either one of mm. them. Yeah, I would. Oh, man, yeah, they would. They would catch. Imagine like, especially if HBO or something like got their hands on it, because you know how they do. They yeah. ain't. They ain't playing. Mm-hmm. You know who I would want to make it though. So, oh man, what's his name? You guys see the movie uh, The Shape of Water? Nah. Is it is it called Shape of Water? That sounds super familiar. I, th- oh, I man, think that's what it's called. Color. But um, Benicio del Toro, he made that movie. I think it's. I think that's the movie. But basically, it was a movie about like this sea creature, like being experimented on or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it called The Shape of Water? Though I don't. I don't remember. But either way, I he, think it is. I know what you're talking about because I have it downloaded. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But the way he like the web sets hands up, and shit. yep, web hands and all that stuff. Yeah. The way he has like the vision of. Um, like being underwater and all that stuff, and like how mm-hmm. the art, the artistic style of it is set up. Like I feel like he could nail that with Bioshock because you know, for those of you who don't know, like the game is set up where there's an entire underwater world called Atlas, at least for the original game. 
Um, and then in Bioshock Infinite, it's kind of the inverse. Like there's a there's this world that's in the in the air, up in the clouds. Um, but like the style of it, the style of being underwater and whatnot, I feel like it's something you have to like really nail to get that immersion piece in. And I think Benicio del Toro would freaking knock that out of the park. So be excited to see that. But you know, <clears throat> the main reason I, I actually ended up bringing up this movie thing is because it really relates into our very first topic here. Um, so this week. We got an announcement that Ghost of Tsushima, pretty pretty new game, right? Like, that just came out last year. Um, did extremely well, got nominated for Game of the Year, as we talked about on this podcast before. Um, they announced that they're creating a movie for it, which is kind of wild, considering, you know, again, it is such a new yeah. a new mm-hmm. franchise. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's being made by the same film director who created John Wick. Um, let me catch his name here. Chad, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Stahelski. Stahelski. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Stahelski. Stahelski. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, but but that deadline reported it this past Thursday that uh, basically Sony is confirmed confirming the development of this this movie. Um, first off, this director is amazing because if any of you guys watch the John Wick movies, John Wick movies mm-hmm. hit. So for him to be making like a like a samurai movie. Mm. Mm. It's still mm. kind of a revenge tale, sort of like man. You played Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know too much about the story, but I, from what I remember, there is like a revenge storyline there. No, yeah, in a sense, because okay. like in the beginning of the game, you're like fighting this big war, and then like <clears throat> you're pretty much like the sole survivor of your like group, and I think you're like chasing down your uncle mm. to like save him. So it's kind of like that kind of revenge storyline, but you know, no, hopefully no dogs will be harming this movie. <laughs> no, hopefully no dogs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of seems like one of those things that uh, this director, you know, again, who made John Wick, like we all know that that's like a big driving force of the John Wick movie, right? It's like people killed his dog, he went out for revenge, and the rest of the movies have just kind of been flowing from there. So, you know, it seems like they're they're kind of leading into that pedigree of you know good action movie like revenge tales um and just throwing that onto the screen in another movie adaptation like we've been talking about in some of these past episodes so it's pretty cool i'm looking forward to seeing it um but yeah you know chris what do you think about this um i I think this is really cool man and and the one thing like i the reason why i think the John Wick movies hit is it's really because of the director like not really throwing any shade on keanu or anything like that but the way that movie is shot or those three movies have been shot is really why they hit like that. So like when you watch the action sequences happen in John Wick, it, it's really kind of, it, you know, I got to applaud it because it's it's the most fastest dynamic cuts in a lot of these crazy, just simple scenes. But right, because there's really nothing really that different. How many times have you seen a shootout scene in like a building before? Hundreds of times, Hundreds right? Of times. Mm-hmm. But the way John Wick does it, it's more... it's so different dynamically how they shoot it. So when you think about that in samurai form, and now we're talking about Ginsu Blades and shit like that, yeah, that's dope, because I'm thinking about the same style of cinematography the guy takes in John Wick and applying it to this. This might be one of the coolest samurai things I've seen. I don't even want to say samurai, but something that has to do with a sword that I've seen... um, Probably since the the what, the 
Into the Badlands. A lot of mm. people slept on that show. I thought it was incredible. It broke my heart when it got canceled. Um, but because I was like, yo, this is the best rendition of like sword fighting on TV, in my opinion. This is really good stuff. If it comes off even halfway close to that, hit her. Hit her. Hit her. If you ain't seen Into the Badlands, at least go watch those first few seasons and then have your heart broken too when you realize you're not going to get the end of the story. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, oh man, it was really good. No, nah, but the fight choreography. <sighs> Amazing in that show for sure. So yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, Manny, Manny, you know what do you think about it? I know you, you, you have more experience with this franchise than any of us because obviously you you played it on PlayStation. But mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah, you know, like you know, I like how Chris was saying with the whole samurai fighting and everything with the swords. Um, you know what I loved about Ghost of Tsushima from what I played was like you know it's that traditional samurai. It's not like that you know hack and slash you know that unrealistic where it's just like you get like hit with the sword like fifty times and you're still like you know out here standing perfectly fine. It was just more of like you could literally die in like one hit because of like how realistic you know the game is with the samurai fighting. And I liked how even the game itself like there's even an option to like played as like a classic samurai film where it's like black and white and you got the japanese with the subtitles and everything like that mm-hmm. so what i what i really loved about the game was just like like you know it was just like that traditional samurai stuff and you know seeing it on the big screen with this um you know with the um the john wick um director yeah director oh my goodness i can't uh come on words but like you know, I'm really excited because, like, you know, like Chris said, with the choreography of, like, the shooting and everything like that in John Wick, it was just amazing. So, we can just imagine how it's going to be with this um, Ghost of Tsushima movie. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to hit like John Wick movies did. You know, they can't really mess it up because, like, you know, you got you got the the outline for you with the Ghost of Tsushima game, if anything. So, yeah. like... I'd be shocked know, if so. they mess this up because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's an original story. There's already a blueprint there, like you know, and they're working pretty closely with Sucker Punch from what um from what the statements here say from Sony. Like Sony is going to have Sucker Punch have like a pretty direct hand in the making of the film. So, you know, it, it hopefully we'll go right along with their vision. You know, Sony seems to really have um a good idea of what they're trying to do with these movies that they're making. Obviously, we know that they're coming out with um, the Uncharted movie feature, starring Tom Holland. We know that they're doing the uh, Last of Us TV show. So it really sounds like you know Sony really wants to kind of throw their hat in the ring with more and more of these properties. So I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing other things. I think there's already like a Ratchet and Clank movie or TV show or something like that that either already existed. Movie, there was a movie that yeah, came out, movie, but I heard yeah. the movie was like based on the like I heard it was like all basically like the video game the video like. Game? Mm-hmm. Cutscenes and stuff like that from the movie and stuff. Honestly, so. though, that's that's what I would expect from Ratchet and Clank. To be honest with you, so I'm not I'm not yeah. too surprised. I I wouldn't be. I think the next big one, if if it's going to happen, is going to be God of War. Right? It's another one of those things that just mm-hmm. lends itself to being yeah. a movie adaptation or a TV or something along those lines, TV show or something along those lines. So yeah, I'm, I'm I kind of feel like Sony might want to be, you know, pretty much trying to cash in all of their characters at this point because. You know, if if you guys know anything about Sony right now, the company themselves, like all of their other branches are not doing too well. Well, you know, in comparison to what PlayStation is doing, PlayStation is really propping up that business. 
Um, so, you know, Sony Pictures is going to want to take advantage of that. You want to basically leverage the the winning mm-hmm. side of your company to prop up all the other sides of your company. So I'm not too surprised to see this. So looking forward yeah. to seeing uh, whatever the hell else Sony has coming out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much from all these major companies. You know, we know there's going to be a Halo TV show coming out at some point soon. Um Maybe Nintendo might dabble back in that world and try to give us a a Mario uh, movie, Mario, another <laughs> Mario movie. Oh no! <laughs> I swear to God, y'all! I swear to God, I would just drop dead right there. No way! <laughs> if I see somebody hop out of a green tunnel in 2021 in overalls, talking about some Isami in 2021, no, no, uh, no. How about Isa? No, for me. It's a it's a no for all of us. <laughs> it's, it's a, a no, no for all of us. Like, y'all got to do better than that. Come on, man. Hey, Come man. on. Man. Hey, I mean, they got, I'd rather see them. No, Zelda. No. You know, they got they got properties they could throw out there though. They're definitely no Mario. Zelda could work. Zelda could work. And what else? I would love to see them try to get really creative and try to see if they can make a movie out of Super Smash Brothers. I think that'd be be cool. Other than that. We already got two movies, though. You know what I'm saying? With the Pikachu oh, movie, and yeah. we got um, the Sonic movie. I mean, it's well, that's possible. that's Sega, but but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, but but the, but, the, know. but the Pokemon or the, the Detective Pikachu movie is actually really good. Like, it's kind of under, yeah, that, in a way underrated. Cool. Not as underrated as Sonic. Sonic is really good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the, the Detective Pikachu movie is pretty. Good. Um, but yeah, I can see them doing like Zelda. Again, we talk about this all the time, but Metroid, Metroid is a franchise that they just have not been leveraging at all, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're already doing like a Legend of Zelda anime on Netflix. They already have a partnership for that. I so, believe so. So I guess the seeds planted oh, in a way. Hey, but imagine we got a Sony verse, you know what I'm saying? And then they, they bring back the game uh, PlayStation All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, nah, they, need to, they need to let PlayStation All Stars live. You know what Sony needs to do, though? Sony needs to. We, we're going off on a huge tangent here. What Sony needs to do is bring back Siphon Filter because if I can't get my fucking Splinter Cell, give me Siphon Filter. Hags, I remember that. Siphon game. Filter was the shit, man. Oh, damn. I don't think I played that. What? Oof, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I played that. Siphon Filter was dope, man. I remember that on original PlayStation. Guys, let Especially us know if you remember Siphon Filter down in the comments, man. I remember. I fucking love playing that game. But sorry, we getting off onto the tangent here. Let's uh, let's let's dive back into the other topics here. So you know, we already talked about the Ghost of Tsushima movie. So definitely looking forward to seeing what what that's going to be. I'm sure it'll be you know a couple years down the road because we still have Uncharted to release and all the other stuff. But we did have two relatively big showcases this week. You know, got a, a number of different games either announced or we got some new trailers for them. Probably far more than we can cover in this one episode. Um, so we'll just kind of pick a couple things that really interest us. Uh, so, you know, we're starting off with the, the Future Games uh, Showcase, which actually happened, you know, happened this week as well. So what I wanted to do was just kind of go around the room and, you know, pick one particular game out of the showcase that really spoke to them or, you know, spoke to one of us. Uh, the, the, the cool thing about the Future Showcase was that it was pretty a diverse set of games, you know. Um, some games from from uh, Sony or, or that are going to be PlayStation exclusive. Some games on PC. Some games on Xbox. You know, pretty wide range of games. It's a pretty cool showcase that that went down. Um, so you know, again, we're gonna, just going to go around the room here and talk about games that we were excited for. So, 
for the future same game showcase, Chris, I'll let you start off. What was your game for this showcase that you excited about? Uh, let me make sure I don't mix up the two showcases and look at my notes here. Hold on one moment. All right. I got it. I got it. All right. So, yeah, they had a couple of really cool things um, in the future showcase for sure. Um, but, like, honestly, the one that stuck out to me the most was probably Life of Delta. It just looked different. You know, it just, that's the best way I could describe it. Because <laughs> I guess for me in today's day and age, like, I'm looking for, how do I put this? There's so many different ideas that have already been tried and implemented, and some a lot of them work, a lot of them fail. And I think at this point, um, obviously there's going to be new styles of games that can come out in the future when people think of them. Mm. But for the most part, it kind of feels like we're just refining what we already have. And it feels like... Um, Life of Delta is a cool take on what the future of, like, a side-scroller could kind of be, in my opinion. Because it seemed like something that it's not going to be, like, my main game. I ain't going to give it that. But mm-hmm. in terms of just a good game to play on the side or something to play while I'm bored with my main game or in between DLCs or whatever the case is, it seemed, you know, cool. Like, worth a cool playthrough. And graphically, it looked a little different. Um, yeah, yeah I-, I liked it a lot. A lot of it also reminded me of uh, what you kind of get from Among Us when you do the little task. Mm-hmm. And, like, you get the little uh, mini game and all that kind of stuff. And it just was like, okay, this is different. Just looked a little different. I'm, I'm willing to give it anything different a, a look. I don't even want to say a try, but I'll give it a look. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll feel that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the game looks pretty cool, though. It's like a, like a, a point-and-click adventure game is what they what they kind of bill mm-hmm. it as. It's yeah, cool. You know, something to play with some puzzles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like right. puzzles. Everybody likes I puzzles. I like jump puzzles, but I like puzzles. <laughs> I love jump puzzles. Anyways, Danny, what's your pick, man? You already know. Back for blood, baby. We back for blood. <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, I already talked about it in the. What is it called? Uh, the Game Awards when they announced it, but like, I mean, we haven't had like a Left 4 Dead, you know, zombie type of game in a while. Like, I know we had like some other games where there was like monsters and stuff like that, where it's like a horde survival. But like, you know, we're talking about the, you know, creators of Left 4 Dead. You know what I'm saying? Like bringing it back. So I'm excited. Uh, you know, kind of upset that it was pushed back from August to October, but. Yeah. They had like a little nice gameplay slash developer presentation where they explained some of the mechanics, of course. We started off on a safe room, as always. And, um, you know, they also talked about like, you know, the exploration factor of the game where you could just explore, find these secret weapons you could pick up, you know, like these rare weapons that you won't, you know, be able to use like usually. And then also how like they have like this little card system where it's like, you know, kind of had that replayability of, you just like equipping these new cards and these new gameplay changes that you do as well as like I think they mentioned like these challenges that happens during each level like the different challenges that they kind of prepare you for so it's like it's pretty exciting um you know I'm sure like when the game comes out we're all gonna have a blast playing with it I know I definitely am um since it's definitely been a while since we had like a Left 4 Dead type of game that isn't Left 4 Dead that you know played on xbox via backwards compatibility so i'm excited yeah <clears throat> yeah if there's one thing we know about left for dead in particular is that the game had a high level of replayability right like we, we used to just go through playing pretty much the same levels like 
often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to hear that, you know, Turtle Rock is basically going through a very similar formula, but finding different ways to add, you know, more replayability to it, like the challenge system you mentioned, the corruption card system, um, you know, being able to get all these different weapons, so on and so forth. Like, I feel like it's it's pretty cool. You know, it's something that I'm I'm looking forward to playing outside of even any of that extra replayability just having a game like you mentioned that's that's like left for dead has been some it's like a a void that's been missing for us you know for a while right like once mm-hmm. once we were introduced to left for dead everybody fell in love with it you know <clears throat> Every, the community pretty much demanded a left for dead 2 pretty pretty quickly mm-hmm. and you know we all just soaked that in and you know we've been missing another game for a while now so i'm happy to see this i'm looking forward to it as well but even though it is getting pushed back you know we should be getting a beta this summer should mm-hmm. be getting a bit of the summer so definitely i hope so definitely keep an eye out for that we are definitely i'm committing to this here and now we are definitely 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 streaming that because mm-hmm. we need to absolutely need to cannot wait for that game. absolutely but my game my pick for the the future games showcase here it's actually going to be a game called quantum error uh it's kind of a little survival horror game um Honestly, guys, I'm just I'm not even gonna say much more than this. It looks like Dead Space, and that's what got me. <laughs> that that was the thing that like stuck out to me almost immediately. I'm watching the trailer, and funny enough, Chris had the same moment that I had I'm watching the trailer. Guy shooting this monster, shooting the monster, shooting the monster. The monster's head falls off, and he's still coming at him. And I, I, I don't, I don't. In Dead Space, when that happened. If you shot the head off of the the what were they called again? Necro Necromorphs. Necromorphs, yeah. If you shot yeah. the head off the necromorphs, they would evolve and like they would like sprout like a, a arm out of their head and like come at you harder. <laughs> so like you mm-hmm. had to shoot off the limbs. Um it doesn't seem like that's the specific mechanic that they're going for here, but you know, anything that that even just and and we're definitely going into nostalgia here big time because I think all three mm-hmm. of the games that we all talked about have like fed on some piece of our nostalgia. But yeah, if you you talk in Dead Space, you talk in my language. It's just that simple. So mm-hmm. I, I see it. I want it. I like it. Give it to me. Apparently, it's supposed to come. What do they say? I don't think we got an official release date. But they basically said it's in development for PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X, which I thought was weird. And Chris, you definitely alluded to it too. Like, this is a weird way to like announce it to say, okay, like PS4, PS5, Series X. You didn't mention Series S. You didn't mention Xbox One. I don't know. Weird, but weird. Yeah, it's probably like a typo of anything. Like, I'm sure. Well, it was in the trailer. It was in the trailer. It was in the trailer too. Yeah, it was like it was like showed that way in the trailer too. So it's kind of ah, weird. Yo. Yeah, yeah, definitely weird because like if it you know could run on a PS4, it should definitely run on Series S. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, something sure. to something to look out for. So still so, taking those hating people doing stuff like that. Twenty twenty one, y'all gotta change that. <laughs> gotta change that. It might just not be cool. one of those things where they're just not willing to commit to it yet. You know, like. They're not sure mm-hmm. if like whatever, because you know maybe whatever vision it is that they're coming up with may not work. I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what it is, but if it's on PS4, yeah, you know, th- there's a very good chance that they may just say let's just nix the PS4 version as time goes on, and then they just mm-hmm. want to make it like next year. Yeah, and I can kind of see that. 
So yeah, you don't want another, you know, um, cyberpunk version. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we're gonna yeah. port it. You know, say we're we're happy with the status in the current gen. Oh man, Ooh, I've been hearing a lot of cyberpunk shade recently, yo. Bro, I remember, I remember I was watching the, you know, I know it's one of the topics, but like the the Xbox the ID showcase, was, and it was, was like this. There was this one gay that looked like cyberpunkish, and everybody was like, "This is the cyberpunk we we wanted all along." And I was like, "Yo, this is going shit at cyberpunk. They ain't do anything." Yo, Cass gotta chill. Cass gotta chill with that. Yo, let these guys just rock in peace. They they've had a rough oh, year, man. man. They had a rough year. Because even after real yeah, rough, yeah, even after the the game got released and you know things happened, you know the way it happened. The fact that it got pulled off the PlayStation Store, the fact that they got hacked, like I feel bad for CD Projekt Red, man. I'm let them let them rock. Is man. it even in the PlayStation Store? Too, like, it's still not. It's, st- it's still not in the PlayStation, PlayStation Store. PlayStation yeah, it's store. only it's te- it's wow. technically an Xbox exclusive right now, which is weird. But yeah, mm. Xbox well, should put on Game Pass. I think it might. It if, probably if it, will. Yeah, yeah, if it keeps getting beat up the way it's getting beat up, I think it's gonna it's gonna be an eventuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so Manny, you know, you, you brought us right into it. So next topic really is the idea at Xbox Showcase. Man, 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 a lot of freaking games got showed off. Between between the future games mm-hmm. showcase and this, like, we got a lot of game announcements this week, or at least mm-hmm. glimpses. Like, I think there was at least over 40 games at the future game showcase. I want to say roughly about the same amount at, um, at the idea at Xbox One. Oh, wait, no, 80. Over 80 games. It was like a four-hour affair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. We got a, a nice combination of game trailers and, um, you know, some some interviews and whatnot with developers. So pretty much the same thing we just did with the Future Game Showcase. I just want to hear what you guys think about some of the games that got released. Some ones that you guys are really excited for. So, Manny, I'm going to let you start off this time around. Yeah, well, I mean, let me tell you, that Hello Neighbor 2 AI system... Looks crazy. I'm like the fact that you know the AI literally adapts to how you play every time you play. Like, mm. for example, when they showed like in the presentation, how this man like went straight to got the key left, and then like the second one, this dude cut him off in the first route, he went to get the key, so he had to go a different way. And then the third time, he went to like hide in the closet, and then like the you know, as it kept on going, it's like. AI literally like learned his patterns so like when he tried to go out and hide in the closet again after going like different routes he would check the closet since he know like in the previous like playthrough he went in the closet before so like that's like really crazy how like you know this futuristic technology of like this AI system is like being implemented into like an indie game where it's just like you know like how can we can't get like this this type of AI and like you know, AAA titles like Cyberbank and like you know that kind of <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> like, it's really dope, and I, it like makes me want to like just dive in to play the game more and more times to you know see if I can like try to like find my way to you know get to the basement. You know, as he like learns my strategy, you know, learn his strategy. I guess you can say like, I remember when like they showed a little bit of part where it's like they're showing him running around the pole, and then like he could try to cut him off, but he won't make it in time. So instead, the AI would literally like throw like a box into this door, which would shut on that door, like a button that would shut the door, so you can't get through there. And it's like, yo, like that's so dope. That's yeah. like that's yeah, I'm it's, excited. It's crazy, and it's like not only 
you know, as as you mentioned, right? Like it's it's not only just the AI like learning your patterns, but it's also the AI learning all the community's patterns. So like mm-hmm. that's kind of scary, bro. <laughs> like some pretty good people yeah. in the game. So if they connected to the to the internet and basically, you know, like help to train this AI, like it's just gonna be even harder and harder as time goes on. And I mean, it could be a good thing. It definitely causes a little bit of stress. And I guess I'm sure that's the the intention of the developers. But yeah, I'm just imagining like that technology that that AI like translating itself into other games like mm-hmm. yeah I, I I can't even fathom it right now I I can't really even think about it but yeah it's dope it's just dope mm-hmm. it's as simple as that it's just dope um but yeah Chris what about you man what's your pick um I actually have two because one of them kind of counts and it doesn't count so. I'm just excited that for one, we finally got confirmation on Rust actually coming over because I feel like this has been something that's been like rumored and then not rumored and then rumored and then not rumored. And I've been waiting for this game, bro, because so for those of you guys don't know, Rust is like a big time like survival game. Um, if you're familiar with DayZ, you would be familiar with Rust. I would actually go as far to say as some of the influences from DayZ came from Rust. Um, Big time game on the PC platform. I'm really excited that they actually called it console edition. Because one of the reasons why Daisy, I think, didn't hit when it first got on Game Pass is because it literally felt like, for me at least, like it was just straight ported from PC. Like it wasn't really tuned for console in that sense. And the fact that they're going on a limb and saying the console edition tells me that they've gone in and kind of like tinkered with things to make it work better for us. Um... Which I might be nitpicking with Daisy, but I don't know. It's something that I noticed. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very excited that that's coming through. All that does is give me more opportunities in the future, hopefully with some of this role play stuff or whatever. Because these are the best games for that stuff. These open world survival. Let me go around and talk to people and build a house, and this is the best kind of games for that man. Um, but in terms of my actual pick, it has to be Exo Mecha Man. That jumps, man. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit right there. <laughs> that game looks like... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> that game looks like Titanfall mixed with Pacific Rim mixed with Zoids <laughs> mixed with Transformers. Looks wild. The only wild. nitpick I have from the trailer is I'm not sure if these are finishers or whatever, but... If you notice, there's a couple spots, right, where he'll, like, does the... That looks right, trash. Yep, I hate those yep, animations. I agree. <laughs> That's the only thing that I didn't like. Because there's two different parts. The first one, he stabbed him, right? He just said... And this guy's just... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the comments was going ham when I saw it live. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. And then there's another one where he turns around, he has a grenade. It's like, yo, bro, I just put a whole grenade in your chest. <laughs> and he just standing there like, like nothing's happening. Like, no reaction, no nothing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that was really funny. It reminds me of, uh, what was his name from the Halo trailer that they said had no emotion? Same boat, bro. Like, how you get your whole body just... I'm with a Greg. <laughs> Craig, yeah. Because there's a little bit of hesitation before he does it, right? Yeah. He does the thing, and then the guy's just... Dead. <laughs> he was like, "Nani." Yeah, it, it felt like 
when when they showed that part, and I'm not sure why they even bother showing it because it didn't look good. So I don't know if they're gonna have some like way of refining that or what, or if the game is just in like beta or alpha or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, again, aside from that. Mm-hmm. Alright, so one of the reasons why I said Titanfall though is because at the end of the trailer, when they got the two big dudes going at each other, and you know one of them does a finisher on the other, and he does the move where he kind of clips him, and his whole head comes off and goes flying. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if y'all ain't never played Titanfall, one of the funnest things about the game, and I don't even know how to do it yet. I've been trying to figure it out without having to go to Google, so I'm just waiting till I have my Eureka moment. But one of the coolest things is the finishers when you're in a suit, dude. Yo, I'd have had dudes straight grab my whole Titan. Ha! And then just jump in the air and and then rip my arms off. <laughs> just like it's you know, it demasculates you, bro. But it looked fire. It looked dope. And there's like a whole bunch of them in Titanfall. So I was looking at this shit like, hey yo. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't even need no Titanfall 3. This genre right here look like he can have some PvP. It look like it'll have some good PvE stuff. <laughs> I do I don't think there's any story there though. I think it's just kind of like a free-to-play multiplayer thing only. But but if they expanded it, like if it got popular enough, you'd have to imagine that they would, you know, they would sell some. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nah, man. That every time they show that game off, that shit immediately pops in my mind. Cause you already know me. We talk about this all the time. Anytime we got something going on where there's like heavy, like traversal, traversal, and like fast movement and all that stuff, I'm so here yeah. for that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like had these zip lined up to the the helicopter, mm-hmm. jumped out of it, zip lined to some other thing, bro. That's gonna be me all day long. Mm-hmm. In that game. Oh yeah, I can't wait. And they had the, the dude riding the rocket. I was like, what the hell is going on here, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gave, like, when I first showcased it, I was like, man, this game looked crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, for an indie right. game, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't get that support from, like, a publisher or anything like that. Like, this game yeah. looked nice. Yeah. That's well, that's the my biggest takeaway from that, that event, too. It's so hard to talk about an indie game nowadays because... You know, and Chris Charla, the 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 head of the ID at Xbox program, he kind of was even talking about it too. It's like it's so hard to really determine what an indie game is. All it just means is that it's being made by an independent studio at this point, right? Like technically speaking, Destiny Two is an independent game at this point. Bungie's an independent studio, so it's just so crazy how like I guess how far along game development has come, how easy it is to really get into that space, you know. And the idea at Xbox program is definitely one of those things that makes it easier because he outlined the the sign up process and it really is just as simple as going to the website saying, Hey, you know, I wanna I wanna get a kit, I wanna try to get involved in this. And, you know, Xbox has done a really good job of trying to help indie studios, you know, flourish and, and succeed with this program. And then and you know, to pretty much all of the major publishers now, you know, Sony's definitely taken a huge interest in indies as they show in all of their state of play uh, events. Obviously, Nintendo's been taking a huge interest in them because they have their whole Nindy showcase that happens as well. But I think Xbox in particular, they, you know, they were kind of ahead of the game with it back on the Xbox 360. Mm. They had the whole um, Xbox Live arcade situation where they had a lot of indie games show up. You know, they had promos like the Summer of Arcade that got a lot of indies to really get their shine. I think one of the games 
oh, I, can't, I can't even remember it now. Forget it. I, I think it was either below or inside or I can't remember the name of the game. But I think it's inside. I'm, but I feel like Inside is a newer game. There was another one way back that like people made by the same developer, I believe. I think his name was Jonathan Blow. Um, but yeah, like it was games like that. Like like uh, Shadow Complex was another one from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like those games really kind of bubbled up that indie game space and kind of you know helped it to mature and become what it is today. Because if you look at the the plethora of games that were shown off. And I'll get to my pick in a second, but you know, there's just so there's such a diverse set of things. Like Rust is not doesn't look anything like Hello Neighbor, which doesn't look anything like Exo Mecha. Like there's just so many different games, and I think that's the beauty of of having that showcase and the fact that they were able to have that go on for four whole hours with nothing but game after game after game. It's really impressive, and I, I love to see that type of stuff and you know helping the the industry as a whole mature. Um, but with that being said. My pick is definitely something I was talking about last week. It's going to be 12 minutes. I actually got to pick two games, though, because, you know, 12 minutes, they didn't really show off anything new, per se. It was really just a developer interview, which, you know, I'm super excited for anyways, because it gave me an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the game. Um, You know, and again, for those of you who don't know, it's basically a game where you're just kind of repeating this 12-minute loop and learning more and more about the story of what happened with, like, there's a murder involved, trying to figure out what's going on. And I guess every time you go through the loop, like, you're going to you're gonna find out more about the story, right? You're going to get a chance to search another part of the apartment. And, and it all takes place in this apartment, too. So it's, it's like a very niche experience, but there's a, an interesting story that seems to be unfolding, you know, in front of us. It's like all of this happens within 12 minutes, within this one apartment, and you have to kind of solve the mystery of what happened. So definitely excited for that. Um, and then the other game, well, Exo Mecha would have been another big one because, you know, obviously we talked about that a little bit. But the other game, oh, now it slipped my mind. And I just had it. Just had the it in Returnal? my head. Returnal? No. Returnal looks cool too. Yeah. Re- well, Returnal, I think they showed that off at the future game showcase. But I, I remember mm-hmm. now. It's actually The Last Oasis. That mm-hmm. game looks very weird. Um, it kind of looks like <laughs> Ark. But like mm-hmm. more about like flight. <laughs> like yeah, I, I believe they shut off like an, a, a moment in the trailer where like a dude was like in a wingsuit or something weird was going mm-hmm. on. So you know, and again, like flight mechanics, traversal, any of that type of shit, it speaks to me. So yeah, any anytime I'm seeing something like that where a dudes up in a wingsuit, I'm like, huh, okay. Apparently, this game's been out for a while on PC, so um, it's apparently yeah. out now. On Xbox, on the, the preview program, baby. Preview program, yeah. Hey. I definitely gonna have to check that out because good thing about preview program, I think you get like a trial of anything that's in the preview program. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need to go download that. We're gonna take care of that after this for sure. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about those events? Any any of the um, games you could think of? Hey, I mean, shout out to Game Pass though. I believe like twenty of those titles are gonna be in Game Pass. Yes, sir. That's the only gaming. Eternal yeah. mm-hmm. looks cool. I'm sad that Oddworld is console exclusive. Um, on PlayStation. Yeah. After that, nah, I think we done hit on all the heavy hitters for sure. For sure, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, aside from this news, I think you know this is this is easily one of the biggest stories of the week, if not one of the biggest stories of the year so far. Uh, so we got a report, you know, little little rumblings that Microsoft was looking to buy Discord. 
the uh, the communications platform. You know, most most gamers know all about Discord. It's if you're a PC yeah. gamer, you definitely know about Discord. That's pretty much all people <laughs> use on PC right now. Um, but yeah, you know, at first it was it was kind of just like a little rumor, and people were hearing rumblings of it. But you know, last week the Wall Street Journal, I mean, pretty reputable source here, uh, reported that you know Microsoft is in exclusive talks to buy Discord. And uh, more information's kind of leaking out here and there, but you know, a lot of the things that we're hearing is that Discord actually approached Microsoft because they wanted to get purchased by them. Um, and you know, we already know Microsoft's been on a buying spree as as a whole. You know, independent of just the Xbox stuff. You know, um, in the tenure of, of their latest CEO, they went out and bought um, LinkedIn. Obviously, they bought Mojang for Minecraft. Um, they bought Beam, which eventually turned into Mixer. RIP Mixer. You know, <laughs> Microsoft's pretty much has been on a buying spree, right? They tried to buy TikTok, but, you know, that situation kind of fell through. So this just seems like another one of those opportunities that Microsoft has to really acquire a company with some rich uh, consumer loyalty, right? Like Discord has so much growth, it's freaking ridiculous, right? Like mm-hmm. any, and I guess we're probably one of the few, we, ha- we have a Discord uh, but it's more private right now. But you know, we're, we're gonna look look to open it up to more viewers. You know, once we get our own growth going on the channel in particular. But pretty much any content creator you you think of, like they've got a, a Discord community, right? Like Validity, Pokemon, like a, any of these people. I'm pretty sure Nick Merckx probably has one, right? Like Chris always talks about mm-hmm. Nick Merckx. Um, like any of these these content creators, they have their community on Discord. Like they have their own server. I think I read a statistic that was talking about Discord having. Six point seven million unique servers, servers, mm-hmm. like for people to just jump in and you know do their thing. <clears throat> I, I know a couple weeks ago we reported on the whole Wall Street bets thing that happened with GameStop and people, you know, uh, being on the 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 subreddit over there and kind of passing information along and all that stuff. They also have a Discord server. You know, it's it's crazy like how big Discord really is. And, uh, you know, Microsoft looks to be trying to get a little piece of the pie. You know, the, the rumor is that they're, Microsoft is valuing them at $10 billion, which is wild. Yeah. That's, that's more money than they spent on Bethesda, right? So mm-hmm. to spend $10 billion on, on basically what is just a communications platform, Microsoft really has to see something there. And I'm sure they have, you know, pretty big plans for them. But at the same time, I think... Microsoft has learned very well that when they acquire a company, they they really want to let them kind of be on their own and not really try to change much about them. I think Beam is probably one of the few cases where they had no choice but to integrate a little bit more because of Xbox and all that stuff. But LinkedIn pretty much operates as its own company. It looks like from what Microsoft announced acquiring Bethesda, they're leaving a lot of Bethesda intact, leaving their marketing team intact and all that stuff. So I think Microsoft's learned the whole acquisition game, and it's really interesting to see what they may do with Discord. Um, but you know, enough of me, Manny. I, you know, I want to get you guys' opinion on this stuff. So, Manny, I'm gonna let you start off. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like you said, it's important to know how big Discord is. I mean, obviously, like not only just like you know a lot of users in the United States, but I remember reading the article too, where it's saying I think it says 75 percent is like outside the united states too that use discord which is huge and we already know like for the pc community how discord is huge where 
you know, like if they want to play games like Fortnite or, you know, Warzone and stuff like that, like a lot of these people would just, you know, go in a room in Discord and they're like group chats because, you know, like PC doesn't like have like a dedicated party chat system. So like it's really good and huge. I remember even Phil Spencer saying that uh, when he um, said how important Discord was, where it's like, you know, uh, a quote that where people come together, talk about games, watch games and watch others play games. And how he was saying that, you know, that's should have been what Mixer was, but obviously the user base wasn't there. So um, we see definitely the potential and even like how like great it would be to integrate into like the Xbox community. Like imagine putting Discord on Xbox where it's not just like, all right, you got the party chat and you can send messages, but you could also like go into these rooms and like, you know, screen share this and stuff like that. Like how Sony has their screen sharing uh, features where they can like sit in the room and like watch other people play like just having that on xbox would be you know would be like a little dope feature like for example if somebody wanted to show somebody how to do like a little easter egg or anything like that so just imagining the possibilities of having that as well as knowing the fact that xbox likes to do this whole crossplay thing where they you know integrate with the pc and the xbox as we've seen with games like fortnite where they're the first to like be able to do that crossplay with PC players and as well as you know we got big games like Warzone where it's just like you know not everybody uses the Xbox companion app on PC so you know to be able to connect the PC players and the console players together would you know do this would be like huge in a sense so that's you know that's my take on Xbox buying Discord you know hope it happens and see like a lot of possibilities and stuff like that that would be very exciting to see Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. I couldn't have mm-hmm. said that better myself. Good take, Manny, mm-hmm. for sure. So, Chris, what about you? What do you think? Um, Yeah, no, I got to echo a lot of what he said, especially in terms of it just being an overall positive thing. I think, um, I guess I'm kind of looking at it more as a bigger thing than just the gaming. Because, like, don't get me twisted, it's big for gaming. In terms of if this happens, it could potentially, well, I'm not even going to say could potentially, it kind of already is. It already is the third-party option for folks to use for communication. This is what it is. So, like, like I'm thinking about, all right, now if Microsoft gets their hands on this thing, Discord's done a good job of building rapport in terms of the gaming communities and stuff like that. But where I kind of see it, like, expanding is into other fields and stuff. So, for example, one way I want to use Discord next year, or not even next year, but this this at the end of this year, is for like the fantasy shit that we do, right? Because I hate how disjointed our communication is. For context, folks, we have a NBA uh, Dynasty League fantasy chat, and we literally have conversations going on probably on Instagram, uh, a sleeper app that we don't even use for maintenance of our teams. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's really bad. And hopefully next year, for next season, you know, we set it up. We got the, you know, our team shit. Set up a different channel for trades a different channel for smack talk, a different channel for just general news and links, all that kind of shit. Because it'd be nice to have it all in one spot, you know? And I remember when I first started with Discord, I uh, I, I guess I'll say I was a little overwhelmed at first because it's not... Discord doesn't do a good job of telling you what to do when you first get to it. That's the one thing I will say that they need to improve because I ain't know what the fuck I was doing. I was <laughs> like, dude, this shit is very complicated. I don't get it. And after about a couple weeks... You know, I figured some of it out, but 
if they could uh, fix some of that stuff, and then again, like just thinking a bigger picture, that's, this is the reason why it cost ten billion dollars. If it was just about gaming, I don't think it would cost that much. Mm. But because it has potential beyond gaming, now that's why I see it becoming a thing where you know, yeah, you can charge that much for it. If they get their, I know you said they're keeping the marketing team intact, but if they get their overall message to become a little bit grander and to be in front of more eyes yeah this this thing can be can be pretty big like I, as big as discord is i can't say that i ever seen like any discord logos on anybody's like you know jerseys or nothing like that like it ain't that big you know what mm. i'm saying so like i think with these kind of acquisitions it can get to that level you know i mean we, i know we have another little segment we're going to be talking about probably afterwards but even in situations like where we're going to be getting to again it, 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 it's it's nothing but a positive. And I think, I don't know how stuff like this works when it comes to making products and then making sure you have a communication aspect to it too. I don't know if that's something that takes a lot of resources. I don't know if it takes a lot of time. I don't know if it takes a lot of know-how to make sure your shit flows a certain way. But if you're telling me now that these dudes are going to have their hands on it and then maybe they might decide to make it a thing where they make it accessible to everybody to use however they choose to, as long as they're paying a service fee or something like that, I think that cuts a lot of work out of the way for other people doing other things. You know, you don't got to worry about communication platform no more. And that's huge. I could literally take my production time and I don't want to say shave off, what, 10, 20% maybe, because you don't got to worry about communications. Or maybe it's even a bigger percentage than that. Mm. But you get my point, is that it saves production time. If I don't have to worry about this anymore, this shit got video chat. This shit got regular chat. It got, uh, uh, I could talk to as many folks as I want to at one time. I could make as many channels as I want to. If you got all this shit packed into one app, there is not really a reason to be sitting there using Instagram chat to go talk to your gaming buddies or to be using Facebook chat for this. Like, I feel like it eradicates a lot of shit. Because no offense, it's a lot more organized than... All those other things I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like, Instagram chat's cool. Facebook Messenger's cool. All that stuff's cool, but it's not Discord. Discord is almost... I don't, I don't... It reminds me of Reddit, in a way. You know how Reddit is very concise and easy to read and organized, and whatever you're looking for, you're going to be able... It's kind of like that, but for communication. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense to y'all, but that's how I look at it. It's just, it's just yeah. very clean and makes it easy to do what you need to do. And I'm telling you... Other people, once they realize the potential of what they got here, they're going to be asking, hey, can we get on this so we don't got to waste money or whatever to do X, Y, and Z? Word? Bet. So instead of a project taking, you know, until, you know, I don't know, a certain amount of time, maybe they can shave some time off. I just, I don't know. I just think it's just going to make life easier for a lot of folks. Is it a pretty penny that they got to spend for it? Sure. But I'm telling you, man, because I ain't going to hold you. A lot of these places, they come up with their own communication platforms. Let's keep it a whole thou wow. Them shits be trash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. Like, they just don't. They're not good. Right. So on top of the point that I just made, it's like you guys are spending the money to make your own version of a communication platform, and it's horrible. So not only are you spending money and you're wasting time on productivity for this, it's it's why would you do that? It's like I don't know. It's almost like 
it's like going out of your way to go to some really rural location that has a really like low-key mom and pop spot for this one item that you want you really gotta want to go do it then go to the walmart you know what i'm saying you really gotta want to go do that so that's just the point i'm making Mm -hmm. here it's just gonna it's gonna eradicate certain platforms i think and it's gonna make it hard for other little messaging things to kind of exist because it's it's that good of a platform that people once they kind of get used to it. It's just not a lot of people beyond gamers and for other reasons kind of know that it's a thing. But let Microsoft get this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gonna know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they gonna know. <clears throat> it's interesting because um. Oh, hold on. Oh. Oh, I went out. Dead. No. Well, it's a good thing it cut out as soon as Chris stopped talking. Yeah, for real. Heros. All right, he's back. He's back. He's back. Okay. I'm back. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So it's interesting because, you know, now I'll start off by saying this, right? Like you mentioned, you know, outside of gaming, like for work, like I, I use, I use discord for work, right? Like our, our uh, company has like a discord server and we all hop in there, you know, when we're, we're on uh like help desk or remote support stuff. Like we have our meetings on discord. It's, it is definitely more than gaming. So I will start by saying that for sure. Um, and it's interesting because really we ha- we also use Microsoft Teams and Microsoft Teams would really be what we should be, u- in in some ways we should be using for a lot of the things that we do. But I I look at this for Microsoft as an opportunity to make a more consumer friendly or public facing version of Teams, right? Like Teams... For those of you who don't know, and we're really straying away from gaming here, um, but Microsoft Teams is really something that's set up as a way for businesses to kind of communicate and collaborate and so on and so forth, right? Microsoft wants to make Teams work for like public people, you know, for you and me, right? Like more public facing, consumer friendly thing, but it's not really been popping off that way. Discord is basically what Microsoft would want Teams to be for a consumer facing audience. So now with that being said, you think about what that could mean for Xbox. You can see, obviously, the, the the obvious integration between, you know, Xbox Live Party Chat. Well, it's not even called Xbox Live anymore. Xbox Network Party Chat and um and Discord. You know, being able to talk to your friends who are playing on PC in an Xbox Live Party through Discord, which they're already using as well, so they don't have to switch up what they're using, and I don't have to switch up what I'm using. The, the possibilities there are already great, right? And now, you know, and this is something that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more, but the idea that, like, a, a cross-play chat could be a thing, right? Like, imagine now if Microsoft has the leverage to say, okay, let's go get Discord on PlayStation. Let's go get Discord on Nintendo. And Discord's already big enough, so I can't imagine that Discord, the company, probably wasn't already trying to do these things. But we know that Microsoft is such a huge proponent of ubiquity amongst their services and, and their products and whatnot, right? They want, they want um, Office everywhere, right? Any, any way that you can get Office, they want you to get it, right? They want Skype everywhere. They want, you know, Xbox Game Pass everywhere. So why wouldn't they pr- be trying to do the same thing with Discord, right? Any, anywhere that Discord makes sense, which obviously would be on a Nintendo Switch, on a PlayStation, they'll be advocating for that. And it'll really just be more in Nintendo and Sony's court to be able to get that going. You know, the the idea that we all know how poor, and Chris, you know, basically that's what Chris was talking about. Right? We all know how poor 
game chat is and all these other communication platforms are, right? Like in comparison to being in an Xbox Live party chat or being in a Discord server talking to your friends and whatnot, like game chat is garbage. It's absolutely garbage. I was, uh, I'll tell you, you know, um, my buddy Adam, who, you know, we were all looking forward to him getting his Xbox soon. We were playing uh, Apex the other day and, and Spellbreak as well. We were playing that in party chat, or sorry, in game chat, and it just sounded like a complete mess. It was so bad. Like, he sounded like he was in a tin can. I could barely hear what he was saying. I'm sure it was the same way for him. He thought I probably sounded like I was in a tin can. And I'm sitting over here with $250 Astro A50 headsets. Like, it shouldn't be that way, right? Like, it's clearly, the issue is clearly not my headset. The issue is the, the, the game chat in itself. So, you know, imagine a scenario where Discord is, you know, is on uh, PlayStation, is on Nintendo, and everybody can just talk together. Or, or Microsoft kind of pulls the API outside of Discord and plugs the Discord API for like game game chat itself into like a development kit for other studios to make games, right? And now like game chat might be a little bit better than it was before because now we have a better infrastructure than we had in the past. Like I can see Microsoft figuring out a couple different ways to make this work for Xbox and for the gaming division and the gaming industry. In addition to all the other things that, you know, we talked about where it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a thing that, that goes way beyond gaming. Like we already know that the content creation community heavily uses those servers to talk to their fan base. You know, fans talk about other random things. I I'm in a couple random discord servers for a couple different things. Like, you know, the idea that this, that Microsoft can pull you know, a lot of different things out of Discord and make it pretty much whatever they want it to be. Yeah, I think it's interesting. But the thing that I, I think us as gamers are really be interested in is this cross chat situation. So, you know, do, do you guys think this is a viable thing? Do you think that Sony or Nintendo may be willing to do this? I know, Chris, you've been one of the loudest proponents of Nintendo needed to fix their shit as far as a, a, a game chat, party chat situation. You know, do you think this is something that they may be willing to latch onto with Microsoft? They better. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They 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 better. I mean, again, this kind of goes back to the same point. Nintendo literally wouldn't even have to worry about it at that point. They just gotta break Microsoft off with a little sum sum and then use it. Then all is well in the world. Hell, they might even let y'all put Nintendo's colors over the shit and brand it in a Nintendo way so that it works for y'all's shit, even though it's still Discord. They might even let y'all get away with that. But the point of the matter is, you wouldn't have to spend the money that y'all wasn't going to spend anyways to do the damn shit to do it. Now somebody else done did it for you and you're good to go. So all I'm saying is they better do it. Because <laughs> that's, that's just very, 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 very stupid on Nintendo's behalf, especially if they do not. Yeah. Um, but in a, in a general spin sense, um, yeah, should be something that even Sony kind of latches onto as well, because again, I think with them, it's not that they're behind the bullet when it comes to certain like basic things like that, but they're also seeming like they're the ones that are always kind of like, oh, we don't really want to play nice with everybody else until they get forced to do it. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not any, we, we shouldn't have to twist our arm for this anymore, right? If it becomes a thing. 
even though Microsoft is out here and y'all don't want to give them anything, at this point, you kind of have to. I kind of look at it like, um, you know how Samsung makes everybody's, like, their, uh, the screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of have to use it. Yeah, I mean, you don't probably don't want to have to pay Samsung for that. But you got it. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So I kind of look at it in the same exact way. If these phone companies decided, oh, we don't want to fucking buy Samsung stuff, okay, you don't have to. But you know what? Your screen's going to be shit. <laughs> and people are not going to buy your phone. So... If, if y'all want to play that game, go right ahead. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to, like, lay in bed with some folks you don't really want to in order to get something to happen. Yeah. And it is what it is. And I, especially with Nintendo. Does Nintendo already allow Game Pass on their stuff? No, they don't. Or that's, that's a rumor. They don't? I thought they did. Okay. They have they so, have a right. couple games. Like, they have a couple of Microsoft games on there. Like, obviously, we know Minecraft is everywhere. And Minecraft yeah. leverages Xbox Live services. So, it's like, the groundwork is kind of already there for Sony and Nintendo, right? But but yeah, I mean, I think people people believe that if there were any two companies, like out of the two companies, I should say, that would allow Game Pass or would be more friendly to Microsoft, it would be Nintendo first because they already seem to kind of be in bed together in a for lack of a better term. Um, but yeah, Manny, do you think this is something that can happen and, you know, is it something that you'd want? I'm, I'm sure you do, but... I mean, of course I would want it, you know what I'm saying? Who would it? Who would it? Like I said, nowadays, we live in an age where cross-play is a thing. Um, even, like, with future games, like, I'm going to be the show, which is, like, a Sony studio, but it's going to be on both consoles, the Xbox and PlayStation. Like, you know, it would be nice to be able to communicate that it's not game chat through Discord with each other when we're playing a game together, and, like, you know, other games like Warzone and stuff like that, because... You know, unless you want to talk to Discord on your phone, there's no other way to talk to people on the PlayStation side except through uh, game, game chat, chat, which yeah. we know game chat is bad. And like you mentioned with your whole experience with your boy Adam, whereas like, you know, sometimes you even get cut off all the games loading into a match and stuff like that. And, you know, it's really not reliable when it comes to like communication. So, you know, it would be beneficial definitely to have it on, you know, PlayStation, especially Nintendo. I mean... You know, it would be nice to have a Nintendo because, like Chris said, you don't want to have a Pokemon that's yes or no. You want to be able to just, you know, talk, you know, communicate them, saying, all right, can I do this? Can you do that? And it would be, you know, so much easier in the end of the day instead of having to do all these extra steps that is so unnecessary. So I believe that, like, you know, I believe it would probably be most likely that it would be on Nintendo than Sony. Sony. But. What is it called? Because I know Sony can be stubborn at times. So I'll I'll say, yeah, like, you know, maybe maybe in the future when Sony realizes they need this, but I I just don't see it being on Sony anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, I I can believe that. You know, I, I hope it will come to Sony, but I feel like it's one of those situations where if everybody's there, if everybody's joined the party, you you have to make a change. You have you have to like you have to be a part of the the situation, because then it's just this situation where like Microsoft just keeps and I, and I understand that like the mindshare is still heavily on Sony's end, but you know like we Chris we were talking about this the other day right like <clears throat> you know Paul Tassi who's an, another content creator and a writer for Forbes he was talking about how you know he's planning on switching to to Xbox because of how easy everything is because of how. Into well integrated everything is right like at some level Sony's got to see stuff like that and see like all the different things that Microsoft's doing 
not just with Game Pass, but with just kind of the overall quality of, of uh, life on on the things that they're doing. Yeah. Just like you kind of have to come play. You have you have to you have to come play. Uh, so while I I don't necessarily think Game Pass is going to be on PlayStation for a while, if if Microsoft does try to go hard with this cross chat situation with Discord, Sony has to come play ball, man. I really just uh, I'm really hoping yeah. That. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 true. It, it would be stupid. It would be if they hang this up. If they're the only ones just sitting out here, like we don't want to. We think game chat is good enough, bro. Go on, I You know what? I hope they do that. You know why? Because they're gonna catch flames. So <laughs> go ahead and do this. Y'all already got dumbass delivery. Go ahead and fuck this one up too. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> go ahead, man. Like what y'all doing? Oh man, Come on, man. Like stop playing. Stop playing and just get with the program, bro. Like this is what it is. Like yeah, everybody like, should just why jump not, bro. Like what are you doing? Like come on, man. What are you doing? Like people are still. It's to the point now where ain't nobody buying a PlayStation or an Xbox based on what's like really technically better. Nobody cares about the hardware necessarily kind of being better than the other hardware at this point. That Everybody cares about the console exclusives, in my opinion, for the most part. And that's about it, because it's really like you, apples and oranges. Come on. Just get with the program, cross-play, make it so we could talk to everybody how we want to talk to them easily. This is 2021, folks. Get with the times. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's just be progressive. Let's, let's, let's see what they, like, let's yeah, see what they got man. to do. But if yeah. y'all so big, bad, and scared, make a good game and leave it at that. Shit. And they do okay. make good games. That's the thing that I, I think is weird. Like, you know, like, just stand on the merits of the games that you have because they're great and people will just continue to buy your system anyway. So it's not even like that's something you got to worry about. Just continue making your great yeah. games, continue doing your thing, continue making your yeah. movies, all that stuff, and just come play ball with everybody else, you know? Like, get, get on board with more cross-play stuff. If this Discord thing ends up happening, you know, come play with that. And, you know, we're obviously speaking in hypotheticals right now, right? Like, the reporting, we trust the reporting because Wall Street Journal is the Wall Street Journal. And I actually am pretty confident that by, you know, according to the report, by next month, which is only a couple of days from now, probably by the time you guys are listening to this, it will be April. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in April we'll probably have a deal going. So it really is just a matter of what we think Microsoft's going to do with this and if they're going to try to make this whole cross-chat push and all that stuff, which I got to say, I'm I'm definitely believing they will. And, and you know, I've, I've heard some people out there talk about how Microsoft handled Skype and yada, yada, yada. But I think this new Microsoft, you know, because Skype is an old thing. That was back when Steve Ballmer was the CEO. I think this new new Microsoft with uh, Satya Nadella as the CEO, like he he clearly knows how to handle these acquisitions well. Like we talked about it before, we've seen what they've done with with uh, LinkedIn. We've seen what they've done with Moyang. Um, we see what they're doing or planning on doing with uh, Bethesda. Obviously, you know that's relatively new, so we don't know exactly what that'll become of. But it seems like they know how to handle these these types of acquisitions. They know how to let companies continue to just grow, and really, they're just acting as a support. Right? We know that you know infrastructure will be moved over to Microsoft, right? Like it'll be moved over to Azure. Um, and, you know, Microsoft will fund whatever needs to happen. But for the most part, I think all the people that are intact over at Discord will stay intact. They'll let people just continue to operate on their own, but they'll just have more resources to do really fun and crazy things. And um, I'm definitely here for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I have one other question for you all. Because mm-hmm. like it just started, just popped in my head. 
What would y'all think if Discord literally functioned almost as like an OS does, where like you have your OS, but then like you also kind of have like how do I put it? Like you can put skins over the OS and shit like that to make it look exactly how you want it to look and function kind of like how you want it to function in a sense. Hmm. So like it's Discord, but then it's like you can use it and then almost I don't say brand it, but like make it look like it works for whatever you're doing. Even though it's still Discord. Like, do you guys think something like that would work better? Or would it still work in the same way that we have it, like, currently right now? Well, I think that was kind of part of what I was talking about before about Microsoft ripping out, like, the APIs. Like, Mm. so, like, an API is basically just, like, I guess the framework of Discord and allowing people to just plug it into whatever it is that they Mm, wanted. So, yeah, I, I could see that being a thing for sure. Like... Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if if Microsoft pulls out the Discord the the chat function of a Discord API, and you just throw it into Warzone or whatever new game is coming out or whatever program it is that you're creating, and it's just like with and that that's what they'll call like Discord integration, right? So mm-hmm. you'll still be able to talk like if if I'm on a the actual Discord app, I would just hop into your server that lives on whatever application or game you're talking about and the underlying framework of it is Discord. So it still sounds good. It still works the way I would want it to work. And I can access it anywhere, whether it's on Xbox or it's on my PC. So yeah, mm. to, to your point, yeah. I If they if they make it like that, and I get why you said like an OS in a way, because yeah, you can skin it however you want. You can theme it however you want. You can call it whatever you want. But the underlying framework of it is still Discord and it still works everywhere. And yeah, I, I'm hoping that that's what they do because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun mm-hmm. to see. Or, or you know, sure. Microsoft, they've got so many smart freaking people over there. And, and the same with Discord. They'll probably come up with their own version of what we're talking about. But, you know, as far as the range of what I know about developing applications and whatnot, an API would probably be the, the best thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think we'll wrap it up here because, you know, we've definitely gone over a little bit. But, guys, you know, Viewers, listeners, let us know what you guys think about this whole Discord acquisition. Also, talk to us a little bit about the uh, the events that happened last week. You know, any games in particular that we didn't talk about from the future games showcase or the idea at Xbox event that you guys were really, really pumped about. As always, shoot a comment down in the, uh, the, the section below. Let us know what you guys are excited for. And as always, before we leave, Manny, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, um, twitch.tv slash GoodmasterFlex. Instagram, Twitter is GoodmasterFlex underscore TTV. So, yeah, you know, hit your boy up. If you got something to say, you know, if yes, you want to fight, we can fight. <laughs> no, it's... Ah, man, you can't be random. fighting, bro. You got to stay gooping, bro. You got to stay gooping. Stay gooping, of Stay gooping. You know, but you know what I'm saying? If you catch me online, you know what I'm saying? Xbox, GoodmasterFlex. Catch me online. <laughs> catch word, me word. online. How about that? All right, word. Well, Chris, what about you, man? Where can the people find you, bro? Well, as always, you can find me on everything at M A Y two five T H X X. And despite what our lovely host has told you viewers earlier in the pod, don't be pen palling me about no rod squad. Put it in the comments on the video. Don't don't I already know what kind of emails come from. Don't do that to you, boy. Comments down below. Did I jet? Is Rock Squad a bad name? People, tell me. Yes. The public, tell me. 
I just didn't want to go with something like Dream Team. I thought Rod Squad was working. But anyways, that's where you find me. I'm on everything. You can pen pal me about other things except for Rod Squad stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, definitely let us know about that Rod Squad thing, you know. It's, it's, pen pal him still, you know, for other, mm-hmm. other, for other things. Anyways. Oh, thanks. For me, you guys, you know, you can find your boy Black Ice pretty much everywhere. At Black Ice 8, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Twitter, Twitch. Um, really, the only difference is on Instagram. It's at Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Make sure to check me out over there. Make sure to check out our uh, Instagram for the podcast as well. It's at XPACPod. Um, yeah, hit us up. You know, guys, let us know what you guys think about the show as always. We'll check you guys out next week. Thank you for watching. Peace. Yeah.